know, during World War II, in my hometown, everybody wanted to help the war effort. They didn't throw their money away on foolish things like food, rent, and clothing. Everybody in my home bought something worthwhile, something you could get a hold of and call your own. Everybody in my home bought a jackass. Everybody, even the little bitty kids, they had an ass of their own. Preacher's wife had the biggest ass in town. I know, because I rode her big ass all the time. <laughs> biggest ass ever been on. You can see the muscles in her big ass. Sometimes my ass would sweat and I'd slip right off her big sweat ass. I didn't have no saddle, her ass cost too much. Just like I told you, she had a husband who was a preacher. He didn't have such a bad ass himself. I rode his little narrow ass once. Boniest ass ever tried to ride. You can't ride them bony ass, you got to have some meat on your ass, you get ready to ride. Get your big fat ass in Ohio Silver. Every Sunday the preacher came to church on his ass. Congregation came to church on their ass. I hadn't been in town long. I was on my ass. One Sunday the preacher put his ass outside the window, came inside and started preaching. And one of the sisters in the back row was smoking weed. I was reading the gospel. And something caught fire. Something caught fire in the back pew and she jumped him out and help! Save us! Everybody around inside snatched their ass and rolled off. But the Reverend, he didn't leave. He stayed in college's collection. Got kind of hot inside. They took his ass might get scorched outside. So he took a long running jump and jumped out the window to land on his ass. But someone had stole old Reverend's ass and wasn't there. The Reverend fell down in a deep hole in the ground. That's where they found him. Just go to show you, don't it? Some folks don't know their ass from a hole in the ground. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. I want to thank you. If there's any prude here in the audience that found reason to dislike me, and I only meant to bring some happiness your way, the only way I know how, if you're going to go somewhere and tell somebody you thought I was blue, up your bucket. <laughs> and I want you to know that I don't give a shit. Things that
Now my room has got two windows, but the sunshine never come through. You know it's always dark and dreary since I broke
Distinguished guests, welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi. Welcome, stinky guests. Welcome 2022. I almost, I was singing the theme song. Did you hear that? The no. name of the title. I said, let's watch a... Let's watch a oh. movie yeah. on From your catchy theme song. Mike. We are... Oh, please say my name. No problem. Uh, We are on Mutiny Radio right now, as we are every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Mutiny Radio, it's an internet radio. Uh, There was pirates, and there was a mutiny, and then it's internet radio. So go to mutinyradio.fm, and you'll find us. We'll find many other shows. You can live stream what's broadcasting, and there's a donation button. You could go to Patreon. Or we like to go to Venmo and donate money at Mutiny Radio. There's a reason why we're here every week. If you want to listen to us as a podcast, well, that acronym up front is what you search for, L W F 
Oh, Carl, do it for me. L W A F L M O Y T. L W A F L M O Y T. I like that theme song too. Oh, my favorite was the original too. Let's watch. <laughs> By the way, uh, you can go to my newly revived LuggageTuesdays.com website. And if you scroll down six sites, you'll see uh, six uh, posts, you'll see all of uh, Carl's songs on SoundCloud. Uh, which, yeah, actually, I'm, uh, if you go to SoundCloud at Spiegelmania, I have all of Carl's songs. Is that great, Carl? You did the hard work, and I just posted them on SoundCloud, <laughs> my name on them. It says Carl on it. I said Carl. People be like, oh, right, Carl. Oh, the from New Jersey, right. Right. Yeah. Well, we are uh, – so that's, I would also recommend going to our YouTube channel at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Super it. strong. So as you could tell from the acronym and the title of our catchy sing-song-ish uh, podcast title, we are going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube in its entirety in real time with you as you watch it and listen to our podcast. Carl, what is the movie we're watching this week? This week we will watch Wild in the Streets, 1968. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Wild in the Streets, 1968. The channel we like is weird, okay? It's but it's, <laughs> Carl. It's Anselmo Oimira. Anselmo Oimira. So if you find a channel that looks resembles that, you're at the right place. Well, we want you to go ahead and do it. You'll find it the moment you type in Wild in the Streets, 1968. And once you find it with uh, uh, that channel, which I don't have in front of me, uh, go ahead and click the link, hit pause. And Selma Oimira. Move the uh, timer bar to the left and just hit wait for our countdown. Now, <laughs> it's a lot of work, right? But we're going to give you some time because our celebrity comedian countdown is coming right up the great comedian that Carl knows from the great state, the Garden State. <laughs> yes, New Jersey. Uh, Chris Cuomo's own. Will you please? No, not Chris Cuomo, the other guy. Remember when we saw the other guy when he he, he uh, said he was not going to run for president? And we're like, right. now he's going to say Trump's an ass. He's like, I'm I'm behind Trump. And we're like, what? <laughs> we're at diner. All right, well, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, here's Carl with our comedian celebrity countdown to get us ready for the movie and meet a comic from New Jersey. Take it away, Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Chris Monty. Welcome, Chris. Thank you so much. What a, thank you. Everybody sit down. I thank you for standing ovation. Now, we first met at Scotty's Pub in Comedy Cove, and we're going back a ways. You were just there uh, in December. I love that little club, and I think you do, too. I do actually know. I actually know Gene and L'Oreal, the uh, the owners of the restaurant and club. I know them for many years before the Comedy Cove existed. I met them uh, down in Wildwood, New Jersey, uh -huh. uh, probably 20 years ago. They used to come down on a vacation, and for some reason, they always came down the week I was working this little club called the Casbah Comedy Club down in Wildwood. Uh -huh. And every year they'd stop and have a drink after the show with me and say they they love seeing me. And then a couple years later. Um, Gene reached out to me and said, hey, we're opening a, a comedy club at, at the restaurant, and we'd love to have you. And I think I was one of the first uh, comedians that he had hired when he when he just started that club. Absolutely. Who knew he'd become a booker? You didn't know who you were drinking with at the time. 
you had no idea, you know. One night it could be a booker. One night it could be, you know, your next wife. You never know. <laughs> That's right. Now, we both love that club, and we are working on a pilot together called Life's Laugh Lessons about a comedy class. And we did a lot of shooting there at Scotty's. And I think it's because it really feels like a comedy club. Your picture's on the wall there. Yes, that's, well, that only lowers the property value. But, <laughs> um, yes, um, we, we, it does feel like a club. It, it yeah. absolutely feels like a club. Um, and we did do a lot of shooting. And, and hopefully uh, within the next uh, few months, that project is going to be launched off the ground. And, and we'll be talking about that on your show and, and, and other places, many other places, because uh, I think it's going to be a great project. Yeah, me too. And it's all about getting on TV, which you are no stranger to. You've been all over TV. Uh, let's see. Vinyl. Vinyl was on HBO, and I think that was a pretty big deal. Uh, tell me about that. There's Scorsese's involved. Jagger's involved. Like yeah, Martin Scorsese, uh, Mick Jagger produced it. The show, show is about the rock and roll industry um, on the record company side of the rock and roll industry mm -hmm. uh and took place in 1973 which was where the show took place um bobby cannavale was the star ray romano was on the show yeah um there was there was so many stars it, if you if you just google it you know vinyl uh it lasted one season unfortunately and um which has been the <laughs> the crutch of my career in acting it's like everything i get on it's been canceled <laughs> oh, <laughs> like right after i get on it um but <laughs> it was the a perfect it, guy to do a pilot with right yeah well hopefully this will be our this will be the charm this will yes. be the charm life's last lessons right? right um but yeah so it was it was fantastic working in that environment with uh with i know i never got to meet scorsese or Mick Jagger. they weren't ah. on on location when we were shooting um but the show was shot in in brooklyn new york and um it was just a great experience. I, I got to meet and work with uh, Ray Romano, and and uh, he's a, I was I'm always been a big fan of him, and yeah. uh, the, one of the nicest guys in the business. Uh, Bobby Cannavale, professional, great. Uh, it was a great experience, and I wish I only wish it it, it would have lasted into uh, into more seasons. Yeah, you were also on Kevin Can Wait, and uh, you, you bumped into a bunch of people out. You got to be good friends with a bunch of people out there too, right? Yeah, well, I'm friends with Kevin. What happened was they roasted a comedian, a famous comedian on Long Island. I'm from New York, so there's a famous comedian on Long Island named Richie Minavini. Richie yeah. is like the godfather of Long Island comedy. He was like he the is. first guy to open multiple comedy clubs as a comedian and be very friendly to other comedians. He fanned the flames on the career of Ray Romano, Kevin James, a guy named Rock Rubin, uh, who became the head writer for all of those shows. Mm -hmm. uh, through Richie, I met Kevin James. Uh -huh. And the first thing I did with Kevin James was uh, Mall Cop 2. He asked me to be in Mall Cop 2. Um, oh, I was yes, in that film. that's right. Yeah, I was in that film in 2014. And then a few years later, um, he... He was doing that show on CBS, uh, Kevin Can Wait, and he had called me. The best part about working with Kevin is I don't have to audition. He calls me when the part's right. Hey, do you want to do this? Are you available? Yes, I'll do it. And he you knows do it. You. Where everything else, you got to go through auditions and aggravation. And But uh, but I Kevin's very good to, um, to me and to a lot of comedians. Now, you've got uh, comedy specials out there, too. And right now, streaming on Amazon Prime is uh, a comedy special called What's the Worst That Could Happen? Uh, it's very funny. 
but I've made sure to watch it all the way to the end, let all the credits roll, or you miss out, right? Yeah, with Amazon, you got to get it played fully through to get the full six cents. <laughs> that is crazy. It's, yeah, Boy, I know. So I always tell people, just put it on loop when you go to work and let it play all day. Um, <laughs> but actually, to be honest with you, I've, I've surprisingly done really well with like, like if you're getting like if you're getting six to ten cents for the for the fifty two minutes, mm -hmm. and you get a check for like twenty two bucks, that means a lot of people had to watch it. <laughs> yeah, so, it, um, it it doesn't add up, but it has to add up for it to yeah. add up. So I I'm not in it. I'm in it. I'm not. In, I mean, that's special. I'm not in it for the residuals for the money. I'm in it for the exposure and for the following. And yeah. you know what? It's been. It was released in. I, I believe we released that in 2018. Okay. 2018 or 2019, but I think it was 2018. So that one was released in 2018, and since then, it's actually built a following and, and done well. But as a comedian, and you know this, you do stand up. You you move on from from where you were so like I, that was a different guy back then so as much as i want people routine. to watch that i want them to watch new stuff because i've evolved in my life and i bring my new life into my act every time yes so let's do that let's fast forward to today the most current burning thing is you certainly you right now have a comedy special on that new app called dry bar dry bar comedy um what is the name what's the name of your dry bar comedy special so the name of my special is Just Be Happy, okay. and uh, it's on Drybar. You go to drybarcomedy.com. Drybar is an app. Like I said, you can download it to your phone. You can download it to your device, whatever your device is. Um, and there is a there's a monthly fee to watch it. But by downloading the app, if you use promo code Chris Monty, right, M-O-N-T-Y, Chris Monty, C-H-R-I-S, one word, Use One that code. Word. You, that that makes me get the the few the few clams, the few shekels, the the change that that dry bar will send me for people signing up because of me. But even though you sign up because of me, you watch my special, which I want you to do. You can also watch any comedian on there, and there's a thousand comedians. And Carl, there's there's tons of comedians you know that have specials on there. Yeah. Um, and they're very funny. I've watched. I mean, just since I got involved with dry bar, I must have watched about twenty five specials of other comedians and they're and they've been fantastic and no, there are 25 minutes each so it's an easy watch you know and one of the good things about dry bar is it's month to month you don't sign up for the year or something you can drop like you can you can drop oh. you can sign up one month at a time and then or you can sign up they're coming out with deals where you can do three months six months a year if you want but they also have the one month i i don't know what the i, I don't want to give the number i don't know how how much it is but yeah. um it's not expensive and you know what it's 25 minutes cuz normally when we were growing up uh, you know comedy special was an hour you know so a guy had yeah. a nice special yeah. it's an hour and that's fine that's great when you're going to sit in you know watch netflix or watch amazon prime or or watch hbo on saturday night with the wife you know you watch the hour special but these are 25 minute specials so maybe it takes you 25 minutes on your train ride to work Boom. Yeah, you can plug in your phone, get your Bluetooth in your ear, and watch a special. You know. Okay, so it's Dry Bar Comedy. This Dry Bar Comedy special is called Just Be Happy, and the promo code is all one word: Chris Monty. Everyone knows how to spell Chris M O N T Y. Thank you, sir. Yes. Now, how can people find you out there on the internet? I mean, we've given them some leads, right? But how can people find you out on social media and stuff? What What are your Chris your Twitter grams well, and snap. Yeah, well, Chris Monty, ChrisMontyLive.com is my website. 
Um, and from my website, on my homepage of my website, has a one-click-away, you know, a link, picture link to uh, Twitter, mm-hmm. which Twitter is at Chris Monty Live. Uh, my Instagram is Chris Monty Live, and then my um, my Facebook page is uh, Chris Monty Comedian Writer Actor. So, uh, but if you go to ChrisMontyLive.com, you not only get a quick link, one click away to go to any social media site, you mm-hmm. also get my tour dates and where you can see me at Scotty's, at Las Vegas, at Atlantic City, wherever I'm performing. All the tour dates are there, and you can click from there and go and buy tickets. Okay, so that's ChrisMontyLive.com. Okay, now, Chris, everyone at home is poised to watch this movie with us at the same time as we do here in the studio. We're all going to press play at the exact same moment. So why don't you go ahead, Chris Monty, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Here we go. Three, two, one, go! That was a great segment, Carl. Gary. Gary Lion. Yeah, well, I, I didn't come to see a lion. I came to see Wild in the Streets with Hippies. You ain't lying. <sighs> Leo. Sorry. All right, we start off with fireworks. Yeah, because Shelly Winters is getting talked into doing it by her new husband, and she doesn't want to do it. And she doesn't want to have a boy, no matter what. Just please don't make it a boy. Uh-huh. That's it's what she's – oh, it's a boy. There we go. Oh, wow. Flatow, Junior. Flatow. Flatow. Junior. Yeah. Oh, that- and what's this, 1950? I guess, Wah, yeah. baby boom. <laughs> Their parents are like, okay, boomer. Wow. Was he watching sex? No, he – well – <clears throat> yes, it's it's once again Shelly Winters resisting Mrs. Flatow resisting Mr. Flatow, and he's she's saying <clears throat> when he grows up, I'm going to tell him how awful men are, so he won't hurt some little girl or whatever, you know, take advantage. So here's wow. Max now, maybe he's six, taking right. advantage. Oh, with his mom in the room. Here we go. Dirty, dirty boy. Yeah. Oh, oh, so these are flash. This is character building. Now here's Greg Brady. Where? Holy shit. Yeah. And it's pre Brady Bunch. And it's him, uh, you know, our hero as a kid. It's Max as a kid. Hey, he must have wore the same shirt in the Brady Bunch. Yeah. He said, Gumby, can I borrow your shirt? Okay. (laughs) Okay, Greg. That sounds like pokey. Oh well, all right. Let me do my pokey then. Oh so yeah. Oh, oh no, they're they're being yeah. No, you need the plastic on it. The dog's and gonna shit on her. They let the dog in the house. Oh, there's no. Shelly Winters. Mrs. S- Flatow is furious. That I don't like the husband. Ooh. All right. Are they leaving? Max. Ooh. Okay. And that, oh no, acid, huh? Here he is, like twenty whatever. Twenty nine. No, no, like twenty three or something. And uh, mom is very comfortable with the acid. 
Oh, so he's like a mama boy acid maker? I yeah, not a mama's boy, no. But I don't know. I just think it's weird that Shelly Winters, she's been freaking out this whole movie over whatever she sees. Oh, is she going to take it now? No. By the way, do you, when you're making acid, it's best to wear, like, surgical gloves when you're holding the uh, sugar cube. <laughs> oh. You know, one of my favorite uh, Grateful Dead stories is that when they were living, like, at the beginning of the band started, they were in San Francisco with this, they were living in a place that was making acid, and that's all they breathed. They breathe. Yeah, like, you know, you wake up and you're in a house that where they, they make acid and you can just... So uh, they're perpetually tripping? Yeah, basically. Wow. I so that's interesting. found dynamite, too. Wow, what kind of lab? Like, I didn't realize, I thought this was like a suburban home, Carl. You had it like is. a bunker. The basement. My, does your basement have uh, an acid lab and also no. an explosive lab? No, and you see the dynamite? I mean, no, we don't have dynamite. And well, and my mom would not be cool with it. Well, you know, in my house, it was, it was cool with the acid, but she was not cool with the explosive. Sure, we had the acid, but acid and explosive is not really. Oh, man. Is he tripping? Mama, Papa, screw off me. Well. Now the thing is, we don't know. It seems unprovoked, his freaking out. He's running away from home is essentially what he's doing, and that's how he's saying goodbye. He's going to have them come home to a wrecked-up house. But it doesn't. Now, look. <laughs> it's like in the front. But right. it blows up in the back. Also, man, last time I put dynamite in a car, I ran like hell. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It blew up in the back. Backseat explosive. Uh, that was... That's dad Chevy. You know, didn't you see the no exploding on Sunday sign by the yeah, curb? Right. But the thing is... Oh, oh American yeah, International Picture. The quality. thing is, like, there is no reason for him to... We didn't really see any trauma. You know, it was just like it's 1968, so kids ran away from home. You know, we didn't really have a – we don't really oh, have what? a good reason. Her, his father was sexually harassing, uh, assaulting her mother. Mother is domineering and, and smacking him. Wild in the street. Yeah, oh, go ahead. Going to make the first wild in the streets, wild in the, the sheets joke. Uh-huh. Richard Pryor. I know. And Hal Halbrook. Together at last. Oh, and Larry Bishop, that asshole. Yeah. He made a... We saw him in a movie, didn't we? He always played bikers, and then he made Hell Ride, which he directed, and Quentin Tarantino produced, and had a lot of, like, famous people. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. Christopher Walken and all that type of, like, anyone whose face looked wrinkly and bicycly. They were in it. <laughs> and I remember at the end, they all get killed, but he, no, he gets killed. Oh, Dennis Hopper's in it. He's riding a bike. Hell ride. Now, I have to tell you the ending. Okay. Yeah, Hell ride. He gets stabbed, but it was a fake stunt prop gun or and he, uh, knife and he walks away. Like he okay. faked his own death. Interesting. Yeah. That's oh, a exit. I, I, I'm one of those assholes who talks over the band, by the way. But my apologies to Barry Marin and Sidney Well, Lowe. go ahead and give it a listen for a second. We're really just hearing very bland, sticky stuff. 
Yeah. I wonder, I was born that year, the movie, so I wonder if it was earlier in the year. Maybe my parents went on a date. Right? <laughs> Saw Wild in the uh, Streets. Yeah. Wilder in the Sheets. Well, Nine months later. <laughs> you were born. So, yeah. listen, they, this is like of the day. Like, <clears throat> there was that whole thing about, like, don't trust anyone over 30. That's what this whole movie's about. They just think if you're young, you're great. And if you're old, you shouldn't be around. I don't know. Well, you know, it does remind me of Gas with his S-S-S-S-S-S from Roger Corman, where the idea was that it was a hippie universe because everyone died who was over 30 and it was only young kids. And there was also yeah. Logan's Run, I guess, where you die when you turn 30. Right. Well, you don't die. You get rejuvenated or some crap. Oh, right, you get rejuvenated. I can't wait, Carl. Yeah. Eight more years, and then I'll get rejuvenated at age 30. Now, people agree with you about gas. Wild in the Streets was released on VHS in the late 80s, and in 2005, it appeared on a DVD on Midnight Movies Disc with 1971's Gas. What a great double feature, because they both are about obsessed about age, because yeah. this movie, he becomes president before age 35. Right. Which is unconstitutional. I have, Your Honor, uh, we should in go to the Supreme movie, Court and argue this, this movie, movie. They amend the Constitution like that. It doesn't make sense, as if it's a vote in Congress. What's this guy's gimmick? Does he have a hook? He's got a hook. How'd you know? Uh, well, I think he fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. He's the trumpet player. Like, Whoa, how are they – what are they rolling a joint in a sandblaster? They're going to, like, sand down the wood and roll a joint? I don't think so. I think that's ticker tape because he's a rich man. No, but I think he's he's rolling a joint with ticker tape? No, it's a coincidence. He also had a joint in his hand. Those are one of those, like, roll-your-own-joint machines that never worked? Yeah, they never worked. It's like a uh, orange plastic, like yeah, uh, you get loop. This loose. Uh, that guy's fifteen, and he's like got a hundred and eighty-six IQ, and he's the financial advisor. He turned down like all these companies who wanted to hire him. He graduated college at fifteen, and this is being narrated by the guy who did the trailer. Uh, you know, it says that the narration is uncredited. I didn't write it. It did well, say a name, but I didn't write it down. In the sense of the story, where does this narration narrator comes from? Uh, in the beginning, it's just telling you. There's Richard Pryor. It's yeah. just telling you all the cast members of his entourage and giving their name, their ages. Like he's only fourteen. Oh, uh, which is not true. So one of the one of the entourage is the Asian woman who gets back massages. Yes. Wow. All right. And then my parents had sex, and nine months later, I was conceived. Uh huh. Conceptually. Now this Richard Pryor is uh, the drummer, and uh, what's ironic is there's a line in this movie in which the brilliant one, who's only fifteen, they ask him when you know when do you want to die, and he goes thirty, man. <laughs> and the thing is, in real life, he did die, like, just six days after his 30th birthday. Oh, that's, that's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. I just, it's ironic, I guess. 
Right. I, well, I did see that on That's Ironic, one of my favorite shows from the 80s with Skip Steverson and John Davidson. And yeah. Fred Williams. Uh, Fred Williams. Now, this song is all about uh, people under 30 are 53% of the country. 50%. Yeah, 53%. Have you 50. seen it before? I had the soundtrack. You know, this movie, uh, I've read about this movie a hundred million times, and I knew about this movie, and I never had an opportunity to see it. And I think it finally, yeah, it finally got on DVD and finally got on VHS. And yeah. It was like, you know, but again, like, let's say you are renting videos, video cassettes. Blockbuster's not going to carry it. <laughs> no. You would, have to, you would have to go to your Lost Weekend or Leather Tongue or, you know, uh, uh, Kim's video in New York City and get it. Yeah. And then when you do, you're disappointed. You just spent like four bucks on a shitty movie for the <laughs> 60s. Now, Shelly Winters is going to see her own son has gone on to be a rock star on TV. And she's going to freak out that she's, she's going to be a celebrity and they're going to be rich. Really? They don't seem, they seem pretty nonplussed about their house. Oh, I love what she's got. Remember those things, Susan? Uh, the Thigh Master? The Thigh Master. Yeah, thank you for finishing my thought. But this is before that time. This is the Armpit Master. Like, mm-hmm. it's really important to air out your armpits before bed. You know, when I put on Johnny Depp's perfume under my armpits, I like to air it out afterwards. You see that thing she's got around her chin? The, yeah. The, yeah, so it would be really tight. And the concept is every night you pull your chin up. <laughs> Even back then, there people were obsessed by their chin. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be great. We'll be on the midnight special. Right, right. Now, this guy, Barry Shear, the director, he was a TV director. This was his first film. He'd go on to make three or four more, but then he'd just go back to TV. I mean, there, there was critical acclaim. This thing made four times its budget, but it wasn't Which exactly is great. a blockbuster. Yeah, I thought it was great, so why... Okay. Well, cause yeah, I, I think it's a little too, like, it's satire, right? Or, like, it has a – it's very strange because when youth movies kind of kicked ass in the 60s, like when, yeah. like, Easy Rider, of course, but just, like, a lot of biker crap, it was movies that seemed like, you know, older people were, like, making making fun of hippies. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Generational things. So I, it's hard to tell where this comes from. Now, this this director did Across 110th Street. Oh, I love that movie. Carl, yeah. have you seen that? Yeah, it's black exploitation. Yeah. Well, yeah. and also it's classic. I hate to spoil the end, but someone gets shot in the head and they zoom up, they zoom up to his head getting shot and goes, and freeze frame. <laughs> I won't tell you who it is. Okay. Yafet Koto. Right at the end. <laughs> you really got into the spirit of spoiling just like me. Yeah. I saw um, Titanic the other night with uh Leonor Leardo with DiCaprio. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the ship sinks at the end. Spoiler. And in the middle. And in the middle? The ship's you know, actually, the, 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 does, does it start sinking towards the end? In the middle, I mean? Like, that's half the movie. No. Oh, uh, you mean, yeah, you mean like, okay, we've sprung a leak, we're going Yeah, we've sprung a leak, we're going down. There's yeah, no, yeah, there's no way right. we could be saved. You're right. We are sinking. 
And you know how much we're sinking? We're the fucking Titanic. We're the Titanic <laughs> of sinking. The Cadillac of sinking. Oh, they're going to go see their son perform well, at the yeah, Troubadour? Yeah, husband is reluctantly going along because she's very enthusiastic about it. Is he looking for a t-shirt like a wife beater? Um, listen, why do you think, I mean, you use the term sexually assaulting. Didn't, like, didn't you say, like, he, he, she didn't want to have sex and he was like, uh, he was kind but, of going. Yes, but you see, the whole thing of that was Shelly Winters is a cuckoo bird. That was the whole thing. The, oh, I got the wife is neurotic and they just got married. Okay. I mean, it's their honeymoon. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, yeah, I didn't, know, I didn't know that. If you're going to do it, it's on your honeymoon. Okay, so this guy's running for Congress. Now, you can see uh, he's Senator Fergus. It's Hal Holbrook. Um, who looks? Who actually looks like Hal Holbrook, where everyone else looks like young Richard Pryor. And, uh, uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, he, he looks does. pretty young. He was in uh, Wall Street. He was in The Firm. He was deep throat in All the President's Men. Dude, he was like evil cop in Dirty Harry, uh, yeah. one of the Dirty Harry. He's like, hey, Dirty Harry, man, your fascism stuff rocks. You want to, me and my boys want, right? Wasn't that the one he like had killer cops, motorcycle well, cops? I remember that one, and I saw, I think it was called Sudden Impact or some bullshit. Yeah, right, with Ty and, Daly. But I think that he wasn't the guy who was like, I think it was a younger uh, put, uh, motorcycle cop who was trying to get Clint Eastwood in, to join. Yeah. Was Hal Halbrook like a pal, like a no, com he was comrade? probably the like commissioner, right? Damn it, Harry, you're dirty, you're, you're dirty, dirty. Harry. you're so dirty. That's your nickname. This is when they say, When do you want to die? 30. Uh oh, wait, and he and where's the drummer? The drummer's Richard Pryor. Oh, gotcha. Oh man, that's nothing like a good massage to just kill the energy of the show. Yeah, and look how he's okay. So Shelly Winters is like, I'm his mother. I'm his mother. Back up, back up. I'm his mother. Speaking of back up, this is great camera work. <laughs> well, the director's trying to give us a crazy crowd. Right, but look, they're just outside the tickets. It's not that crazy. Ticket booth. We don't take cash. What the fuck? Oh, She's they have like, cash. We are totally sold out. And, and he's like, you might not like a Max Frost concert, ma'am. Oh, he took the money and run? Oh, no, he got the tickets. Kelly Winters. She was, uh, she played Polly Shore's mom in uh, one of the Polly Shore movies, Jury Duty. And his dad was uh, Charles Napier. I don't know why I didn't pick that up in my... Uh... Research. My biggest one I like on her is Lolita. Um, yeah, she was really good in Lolita. I was introduced to her in the Poseidon Adventure. Now, for the Poseidon Adventure, she gained a lot of weight for the role. Well, she was never able to take it off. That's the weight she stayed at. She just did it for the role. Huh. Um, she was the grandmother on Roseanne's sitcom. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Alfie... Uh, a place in the sun. Wait, Alfie what, and Frank. <clears throat> what's that all about? Alfie. Alfie. Is it just for the moment we live? She won an Oscar. 
We know her. We saw her in A House Is Not a Home. Yeah, A House Is Not a Home, where she was a uh, a call. Uh, madam. I can, madam. I can never get it when I try to describe the description. I think I'm just embarrassed I go there. It's a girl something. pimp. Uh-huh. <laughs> girl pimp. Well, I would hope the music have, well, I would have to listen to the whole song. But. Well, you know, every song is a plot point. Um, every song, like we're the 53% and later it'll be like 14 or fight. He wants to lower the voting age to 14. And uh, so they got in and we're just seeing the father uncomfortable and the mother overexcited. There's Hook. Oh, yeah. So he's for real, the Hook. Yeah, well, he's playing guitar with his Hook? Hey, that doesn't make sense. He's supposed to be the horn person. Well, there's a horn person right there. Yeah, that's supposed to be Hook. I saw the Hook strumming the bass. You could do that, right? Yes, yes. Oh, she's remembering the beginning of the movie. Look at her bad acting, and she's was, trying to shake it off. Someone asked her, I loved you in Partridge Family. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. Greg Brady, did you see Greg Brady for two seconds? Yeah. Um, is she, like, tripping again? Flashback. She was never tripping before. She was delusional. She didn't believe her son was doing acid, and she didn't believe it was dynamite. You have a vivid imagination. Just the director, you know, the writer is just trying to make her out as like a delusional person. Now, this was um, a magazine article. Um, it, okay, it's called The Day It All Happened, Baby, by this guy named Robert Thom. <laughs> it was a magazine article, and people loved it. So he expanded it into a book. Um, right. I am familiar with the book. And that's how this got born. And and Robert Thom wrote the screenplay for this, which is only fitting. It's not a very good premise. I don't know. The premise is interesting, but the movie itself, I don't know. Well, the premise is that you you oh. know a rock star becomes a president, and then he does some pretty bad thing. You'll see. Right. Oh yeah. Are you trying to spoil this movie? Did I spoil it? What are you doing? All right, I won't do it. Hey, this is a. Uh, you going up the down L, uh, uh, staircase? Up the down staircase. Where's my husband? Right, he's still lost. He's still in Madison Square Garden. Troubadour. Nice close shot again. Like the camera's right in front of them. Yeah, cool. well, because they're doing that crowded crowd thing again. But it's, the thing I remember about this movie is they're like the kids revolt in the streets. So there's probably going to be more of these shots. Well, no, we're going to no. see. Yeah, we're no, we're going to see stock footage, which you don't like. Stock footage of protests. I don't like. Well, you know, I recently saw a, a Purge movie, and they they blacked out, uh, they digitized the faces uh -huh. of uh, the actual archival footage of rioting. So that way, like you can see it in the context that it's the film is trying to push, but it's they're not the actual people are not being represented as fictional characters. You know what I mean? Like it acknowledges that these are real people, and right. that it, they should be in the context of what they were doing and not 
repurposed no. for the purge. Well, I think you're trying to protect their privacy. Look what a Los Angeles street that is with the black tar covering the cracks. I love it. Nice car, too. Now, look, a terrible crash happens, and there's a little boy. Whoa. Dead. Dead what? little boy. Oh, my God. They're okay. All the scuff marks. Yeah, because uh, Shelly Winters crashed into the little boy. So Max Frost is like, get her a lawyer and get her out of here. I never want to see you again. You know, uh, if this was uh, Fast and the Furious, they would have missed the little boy. Just missed him, yeah. Just missed him. They'll be like flipping around, and the kid would be ducking. Or he, or he would take his thumb off. Some that somewhere in in Pasadena, there's a kid sleeping without his thumb tonight because of what you did. <laughs> That's gonna be like two hours into the movie. You're like, whoa, only forty five more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So his mom killed a kid. Yeah, and so the son, the same day she showed up, you know, twenty minutes later, kicked out of. Uh, his life. Okay, so every time I see this scene, I just watch the girl. She's a kid, and she's having the experience. You know, you can see it in her eyes. You see when she smiles, you see what she looks at, that she thinks, you know, she's she's soaking it all in. Wow. So but, is this a, what, is this kid going to be like part of the movie, or is she yeah. going to get hit by a, a, yeah. a car? No. She, what, He's, she's not going to be hit by a car. What about a bus? Will, no, will she get she hit by a bus. Will be, she literally be thrown under a bus by her father? No. Why, Senator, why did you fly to Cancun when there was no power during the, the snowstorm? Uh, well, my daughter wanted to go, and, oop, there's the bus. Dad, you threw me under the bus. <laughs> Look at her cute little hat. He's like, oh, I love you, famous rock star. Uh, I am today's youth, and uh, I'm. Is, there, is this the family? It's Senator Albright. Okay, he's running for senator, and Max Frost has agreed to play at his, his rally. Now, the, the candidate Albright, Fergus, Fergus, candidate Fergus, his whole platform is, we're sending kids to Vietnam to die for their country at 18. They should have the right to vote. And this was a real thing back in the day. It was two things. This was the drinking age should be lowered to 18, and the Lord. voting age should be lowered to 18. Wait a minute. So the, the drinking age was 21, yeah. and then before I turned 18, it was 18. And then before I turned 18, it became 21 again. Well, it became 18 back in the 60s. Yeah. Well, this is 68. All I remember is we, we grew up in the tri-state area. We were in New Jersey, but, uh, you know, you would drive, go to New York or whatever. But uh, And if it was 18 in New York, you can go to the clubs or what have you. But it raises to 21, I believe, like when I was just about to turn 18. Tom Kroll once had this fake ID, and it fucking worked. So we were both <laughs> in the bar, and he had a drink, and I wasn't uh-huh. allowed. And so he's like, here, you can have a sip. And then the waitress was like, hey. You know, she was like taking it seriously, like she was, you know, alcohol, right. alcohol, tobacco, and firearm ATF agent. Like a second ago, they're like, "Yeah, come on in, kid." 
Okay, so now Max Frost is like, this guy's running for senator. I dig it. And this guy wants us to lower the voting age to 18. I dig it. But you know what? Fuck that. That's fucking bullshit. It should be what? 14. And so Fergus will be behind stage going, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah, he's fucking up the thing. Yeah. I just asked you to come play a song, you did. Sorry, man. I went rogue. I went rogue. I just I was in the moment. And uh, next thing you know it, I made the voting age 14. But now he's oh. going to do a whole, they're saying, you know, my tax accountant's 15. Now they're going to do the song called 14 or fight. 14 wow. or fight. They wrote that song just in time to fight. do this surprise announcement. Yes. Yeah. He goes, well, I've been working on a tune all day. I don't know if I know all the words. Going to play it for you now. Yay. Thank you, Max. Yay. Frost. Thank oh, you for uh, doing fight. a rally with a half-finished song. Half-finished song. <laughs> That's Barely amazing. rehearsed. You know who did something like that once? Uh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Band, Club Band album came out. Uh-huh. Jimi Hendrix bought it on the way to his concert with the experience. He got there. He put it on a record player in the back, and they all listened to it. And then they went out and did Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band and Paul McCartney was in the audience. I think it was Paul and George or Paul and Ringo. They were in the audience. How strange. Yeah. They must have known they were in the audience. Wow, that must have been cool. I'm sure that he knew. Yeah, at the beginning, he's like, cover your ears, cover your ears. This is going to be fucking loud. Cover <laughs> your ears. He goes, it was 20 years ago today. It was Jimi Hendrix, you know. Such right. a best of the band to play. But that's like Taylor Swift getting Adele's album and be like, yeah, hey, guys, I just heard this. Well, I know you paid to hear me, but. Every now and again, you'll see. Um, um, wait, his name is Stanley X. You'll see Richard Pryor on the drums and he uh -huh. knows how to play them. Like he's holding the drumstick in the like old traditional way, in which is pointed towards you. You're like holding it in your palm. You know, I guess so. Yeah. Nowadays, people just hold it like you got two clubs. But back in the days, it was one clubbed hand and the other was pointed towards you. Next time you see Pryor, watch his fingers. Okay. There, there, in... there he is to the right. He's holding yeah. like a chopstick or something. Yeah, you're right. He knows how to play. Something's interesting about drumming. I didn't know this. Mm -hmm. Is drumming that interesting? Uh, it snared me. <laughs> you were instead. Oh, hey, Carl, I have one answer to that joke. Footage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, this movie convinced me I'm going to become a, a drummer. Oh, perfect. Yeah. <clears throat> I finally get the respect I've always wanted. Now, I really didn't do research on Richard Pryor because we all know him so well. Like, right. I pulled out all of his movies. And you know, I saw uh, Live on Sunset Strip at the Wellmont. Monk, yeah. New Jersey. That sounds right. Yeah. I omitted all his comedy uh, uh, movies because that doesn't count. I can mean, we, I can we just say what, what, a, like him and maybe Margaret Cho are probably the two comedians that had genuinely theatrically released concert comedy films? You know, like, well, I, multiple ones. Like, uh, no, but Eddie Murphy would go on to follow in the footsteps. Yeah, of, but was Raw was not 
they were cable specials and video cassettes. I'm talking about being released in the movie house. Like uh, it wasn't the Eddie Murphy ones were not. I, I think maybe Raw was. I think Raw because it was might have been. But it would have never happened, was it not for Richard Pryor? No, absolutely, absolutely. Because Pryor's done like at least five live, you know, live yeah. in concert mm-hmm. to Sunset Strip. There was a couple, few more in the middle. Yeah, unfortunately, now I'm regretting. Uh, omitting. I just, I just wanted to acknowledge it. You know, I mean, like, and I think the the first one is on was on Netflix last time I watched it. Mm-hmm. So, which is great. It's like holy shit. Look, I'm staring at like forty something movies here. I mean, yeah, they weren't all crap, you know. I mean, Harlem Nights with Eddie Murphy. Oh, he was great in that, and then he probably you know custom made that movie for him among others. Among others, because there were a lot of those uh, stars. They were like um, the uh, Harlem gangsters. He was in the Toy Superman Three, Brewster's Millions. He was in good films. Stir Crazy, Bustin' Loose. Stir Crazy, Bustin' Loose. Uh, the Toy is one of the worst films, but uh, you do think so? I think it's great. Moving where he has to move. This he sends so uh, fun. Superman Three. Yeah, that was yeah. Good. You don't right. think so? Uh, it still has my favorite line, which is Clark eating uh, dog food. <laughs> <laughs> he was good at that. He was, of course, he was good at that. He was great at Brewster's Millions with John. It's Candy. unknown. It's unknown. There's an unknown element in the Kryptonite. I don't know it. It's unknown. How about Tar? Right, it's Tar. Because he was smoking cigarettes. He was in Silver Streak. He was in Car Wash, which was more of a cameo. He was the Wiz in The Wiz with Michael Jackson. Yeah. Uh, he had a TV show, the Richard Pryor show, where he wore like a uh, a nude bodysuit. Oh, well, actually, he shows up on the set of this film naked, and Shelley Winters freaked out. It was like a practical joke. Well, the concert was over, but the politician wasn't happy. Now, I'm not Ed happy. Bagley. Ed Bagley. Oh, I Ed Bagley know this guy. He looks vaguely familiar. Well, he was uh, he was all over TV and movie. Okay, let's see here. Senator Albright. We know him from Ed Bagley Jr. That's how we. Yeah, know. that's how we know him. Yeah, I, I knew uh, he looked vaguely. Uh, the unsinkable Molly Brown. Um, you know, like CBS sitcoms. He was on Rod Sterling's Pattern Show. He was all over. Wait, the what's movie. Rod Sterling's Pattern Show? I never even heard I of it. I don't know. I don't know. Patterns, plural. Oh, do you think it's like another like teleplay? This week, Socialism is Cool, read by Rod <laughs> Sterling, 1957. He was in the Virginian, Bonanza, Dick Van Dyke. Wow, Wow West. My three I still, I still, bag- I still vaguely remember him, Carl. Well, uh, right now he's playing Senator Albright, and he's like, "Fuck this! You want to be senator? You can't back these monkeys. You can't lower the age to 14. I was trying to make a joke. He, he I can't Ed Bagley Senior. Vaguely recognize him. I, he's ve- he, I, he looks vaguely familiar. Yeah. All right. And, there you go. Kids, please, no uh, vinyl. Well, uh, they're playing Max Frost, and that's pissing off Senator oh. Albright downstairs. 
Do you think I should vote it? Do you think I should have the right to vote, Mom? Answer 14. the question, Mom. God. So if if they lowered the age to 14 for the voting, who would become president? I, I, this guy, I guess, the, the rock star, I guess, in this movie. Well, yeah, in this movie, it will be the rock star. Ah, hello. Live from Hollywood, California, uh, Florida. Uh, well, it, now they're going That's to Los Angeles. Like the the Ferguson campaign will now meet with Max Frost. You see, what Max Frost did at the end of his thing, he said, this Saturday night, I want you to come out to sun, uh, sun, the Sunset Strips. Strip. Sunset. I want you to come out to the Sunset Strip, and we're going to have, like, a rally. We're going to have, a, like, a protest. I want you to fill the streets, and we're going to do this until they lower the age to 14. And everyone claps. So, so now, fill, the, fill the streets. If it's going to be a while in the streets, it's going to be a mob, right? Yes. Good. Cool. I like this guy's mob scene. I'm into it. Well, I mean, you're not going to see what we saw before, the mob scene at the concert. You're not going to see that again. What's your policy on sitting on people, uh, some guy sitting on your pool table? I'm against it. Uh, yeah, we're me too. Clean game here. Yeah. And no smoking, huh? You're going to burn holes in the... Yeah, in the yeah. felt. In the felt. Is he gay because he's wearing a bandana? I have the sound off. They never say he's gay. And, you know, they say that the uh, 14-year-old accountant is gay, a uh, 15-year-old accountant is gay. Huh. Hey, good for him. Came out at an early age and got a profession. <laughs> yeah. His mom was proud about the accounted part. So basically, they're going to be flippant and off stand. Uh, they're not going to take it serious. I don't know. So they're going to piss off Senator Albright, and he's going to kind of like storm out or whatever. And then Ferguson is going to be like, all right, listen, Senator Albright is the political party of this. You know, he's the boss. Right. And you're not going to get what you want if you don't play ball with him, period. So they agree on lowering it to he's going to change the song from 14 or fight to uh, 18 15 and, and ready, 15 and ready. Right. Uh, they're negotiating. I think 16 is much more reasonable than 14. No song has ever been successful with the when the girl's 16 years old. Uh, but the cats try. <laughs> yeah. Half, half the songs of some some uh, rock stars. Yeah. Appalling. They are so rude. I do like the, it is well shot, I guess. Yeah. Or at least dated, you know. Well, this guy was a TV director, and he really knew what he was doing, you know. But this um, movie is like feels like a theatrically released movie. Like uh, I could see this on the screen. This I, I guess this first, yeah, no, this came out on the screen, and it made, uh, like I said before, four times its money. They 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 had a seven hundred thousand dollar budget. Um, he wanted to grow into films, um, but it didn't work. He did about four or five of them, and he just headed back to. Uh, I mean, he did The Tonight Show and The Eddie Fisher Show and The Melton Burl Spectacular. You know, he was TV. Yeah, yeah right. And that's live. 
Police Woman, Black Sheep Squadron, The Streets of San Francisco, The Beautiful Phyllis Diller Show, you know. Oh, hey, Milk is finally here. <laughs> is it acid milk? No, no, you have any cookies. There's no point to the milk. Uh, there's only one other interesting thing about the director, and I don't have all the information. On August 5, 1965, both Barry Shear and Jan Barry of the singing duo Jan and Dean were injured along with other film crew members while on the first day of the set of the new Paramount motion picture, Easy Come, Easy Go. Oh, wow. How were they injured? Then it goes on to say... Paramount would ultimately cancel the film and reuse the film title the following year for an Elvis Presley film. Yeah, because I'm I'm like literally now on Facebook when you mentioned that title. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No comment. No comment. No comment. No comment. So basically, he's leaving there disgusted. Sir, do you? Uh, what's your policy about the sink? Do you use Ajax? No comment. No comment. No comment. What is your policy on the sink? I am against it. No comment. No comment. Oh, scrubbing the sink. Uh, Hal Holbrook. Clean shaven Hal Holbrook. Oh, no, he's going to start talking like Mark Twain in this movie, right? He's Hal Holbrook. Oh, you know, you're right. He did that play, Mark Twain. He played Mark Twain like 30 years. He had to retire when he was super old. Right. Well, how old was Mark Twain? I guess he I would know. 183. You know, but... Mark Twain wrote a book and said, don't release this book until 100 years later. And Thank it came you. out like 10 years ago. And who who even knows? <laughs> yeah, right. You do yeah. that. And it's like, now nobody knows. <laughs> you dummy. It's like, what? Who's Tom Hanks? Why do I want to watch this movie? Oh, it's great. It's about this hologram for the king. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm 100 years older for this shit. <laughs> Wait, in September 2017, after six decades of playing the role of Mark Twain, Holbrook announced his retirement from the one-man show, Mark Twain Tonight. Holbrook indicated he would like to continue working on movies and television. Yeah, please don't typecast me. It's been six decades. (laughs) Enough. Ooh. All right, they got the handshake, 15 and ready. Time for a break. So they agreed on 15. How did they get Time Magazine to agree to be in this movie? I, 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 my research did not cover that tidbit. Normally they'll say like Tyne or something like that. Like they just legally they can't use the real name. So Christopher Jones is our star, and uh, he would have a good career, but uh, he would quit way early. He got, somehow he got embarrassed. And he just said, fuck it, and he quit. Um, really? Yeah, let me see if I have it here. Was, wasn't that the name of his memoirs? Fuck it, I quit. <laughs> right, fuck By it. By Christopher Jones. So he makes his Broadway debut in 61, Tennessee Williams' Night of the Iguana. But Shirley Winters was in it, and Shirley yeah, Winters right. introduced him to the woman who would become his wife. Then he moved to Hollywood, and he got this ABC television series, The Legend of Jesse James, and he got 34 episodes. And then he was, like, all on TV for a while. Uh, but they, he did this movie and called Tabasco in 68 with his wife, 
And by the time the filming was over, they divorced. Um, That's too bad. Then he would move on to Wild in the Streets. Uh, and he'd be in a sex comedy this year. Check this out. Jones was involved in a car crash not knowing he had been drugged. The directors and producers never informed him of the drugging. Directors and producers? Yeah, right. Wait, back up. Wait, yeah. the, they, uh, uh, you know, American International Pictures seems pretty <laughs> uh, creepy, okay, but geez. So later, Lean, I guess he's the director, Lean dubbed Jones's voice. Uh, causing the actor a bad reputation. This took a personal toll on Jones, who returned from Ireland to California. That's where it was being filmed. Um, and he stayed in the house where Sharon Tate was murdered. Uh, and was allegedly murdered. Yeah, and abandoned his acting career. No, it was not alleged. Okay, she's dead. Listen, I have a clear movie. You know what I like about the uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? And I'll be very brief, Carl. Okay. Uh, is that at the end it kind of keeps it sweet by the murder doesn't happen, right? Like it's yeah, like that's wish right. fulfillment. But the you know his buddy killed a woman. You know, so it's like it's a little fantasy where everyone else gets. I don't know. Anyway, okay, we're back. We're in Hollywood. Well, this Sharon is probably, Tate was the good guy, and yeah. the other woman Bullwinkle. was Bullwinkle. A lot of this stuff is still around, I guess. I think I've seen that Bullwinkle. So, here you're seeing the Sunset Strip and all yeah. the kids going out. But really what you're seeing is stock footage of protests. Now, so, but it, wasn't that cool that we saw some archival uh, Sunset Strip? Yes. Bars and clubs and stuff yeah. like that. And look at that view, huh? Yeah. Yeah. UCLA, UCLA. I think that point my dad said, pretty romantic, huh? That Los Angeles Sunset, know what I'm saying? We got it. I have plans after this movie. And then nine months later, I was bored. Yep. Yeah. Stop footage. The conception Look of Spiegelman. Stop <laughs> footage. Oh, this is symbolic. Stock footage. Stock footage. Lots of 60s cars. Stock footage. We're all hanging out. Yeah. Hey, that was the blanket on my couch. What? Some hippie took it and brought it to the park? I guess so. Look at it. Stock footage. Hey, better red than dead. Jones was offered a part of Zed in Pulp Fiction by Quentin Tarantino, but he turned it down. Really? Well, yeah. you know what? It's like, you know, who's a rapist, wasn't he? The guy in the, the pawn shop? Zed's dead, baby. Well, this, okay, look, check this out. Okay, he died in 2014, but in 2018, actress Olivia Hussle claimed Hussey claimed she was raped by Jones in the house Roman Polanski had shared with his wife, Sharon Tate, weeks after Tate's death. Hussey said that she had dated Jones in the late 60s, but ended the relationship because he was physically abusive towards her. So that's you know not what? good. That's not good. I had no idea. So now we see dissension in the ranks, which it's is just... his own family. The right. kid going on the side of the rock star and him being, you know, a square. That's a slapping. Yeah, that's right. The great slapping. So they're going to duel in the sunset? Like that kind of slap. It wasn't a dual slap, son. It wasn't a dual slap. 
Well, no, now you see, they're there not on Saturday for the rally. They're there like now. So what Albright wants him to do is get with Frost, go on TV, and tell everyone to be peaceful. Oh, I see. So the kid's laying down some trip on him, like uh, how it's bad to be old and it's good to be young. It's the same old. Go ahead and listen if you want. Well, I don't know if I want to listen to it. You know, 30 years ago, I was really into this. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute that that reminds me carl yeah now, i was i don't know if i told you but i was conceived uh shortly thereafter screening of this movie in 1968 oh, uh-huh. but do you think that how so that would make me roughly 53 years so how holbrook in this movie he's like 35 right uh, he's 39, according to the script. I don't right. know how old in real life he was. All right. Yeah, I probably have his. I don't think I even have his birth date. No. Jeez, I would have been long dead in this movie. Like in Logan's Run, I'd be gone. Oh yes. Yeah, I'd be rejuvenated. Yeah, long gone. You know they'll throw me to the Soylent Green crew. They'll be like, "Oh, here, take this guy." <laughs> so yeah, the good news is you're leaving uh, <laughs> Logan's Run. Bad news, you're entering Soylent Green. We're it's just like to chill. Stuff. Yeah, we're just did. chilling out. Boy, that was a great couple of scenes we did, right? We went to the Troubadour and we performed. We need a massage. Yeah, you yeah. know, eight fourteen-year-old Asians. I know it's so weird. That's like turn the up character. the sound. Turn up the sound because because. Uh, All right. Sally Leroy is going to say, "I think you guys are fag." <laughs> <laughs> thank you mike thank you boys. see she's gonna be 25 and that means she could run for congress so they're gonna do that as her first step but not yet not yet right now holbrook uh he's not really holbrook in this he's senator fergus or fergus is going with max frost in a helicopter to various places and saying, it's great that you guys were here. America has heard you. Go home. <laughs> Be peaceful. Go home. Can't and hear you over the helicopter. By the way, never raise your hands. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, boy, groovy, groovy cat. Hey. He calls his people troops, his fans. Hey, troops, got good news for you today. He does that every time. Stock oh, wow. Footage. Stock footage, right? They're not there for the movie screen. Right. These guys are. They're each making 25 bucks for today. Whirp, whirp, whirp. The, the helicopter blades are finally slowing down. Yerp, yeep. Oh, no. Got to go back up. That's it. Thanks go for coming home. for the speech. Go home. For more speech, check out the news at 10. We'll Don't be featured. Be check out our news at 10. We'll be on the news 10. It's going to be us. Uh, and then a uh, man on the street. 
Go the fuck home. All right, guys. Thanks for showing up for the for the press up. Photo up. Press up. Press up. Press opportunity. That's he's right. pressing. He's, he's press up. He's yeah. He's yeah. That's a press hop. This is a very elaborate. This is like a full on massage, Carl, like the movie. Oh, everything! Like, ooh, romantic. Cut to her. Cut to him. Cut to her. Cut to him. He's massaging her colon. Cut to her. Cut my father. To- my father's elbowing my mom at this point. Huh? Huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 what do getting you say? Horny, getting horny. Uh. <laughs> I have to admit. I was thinking it like our parents were more beatnik. My dad was more like you know. Edging the beatniks, I guess, or the he was a, I guess, a student, not a, you know, big yeah. Jewish beard in Texas kid. Hello, I am the president. Oh, Looks no. like Eisenhower. Okay, so everyone's chilling out and going to sleep, but something's going on. Like there's an invader, an intruder. So Max Frost, being the cool guy, he will right. contain him. And well, we'll he has the name out. Max Frox. Yeah, who is this? Is it a deep throat? I've it got some information. Yeah, I, well, I, I don't work for a paper. Um, <laughs> it's the son of Holbrook. Oh, uh, I see. Senator they just Holbrook. throw her right in the bed. Oh, big pillow fight. Guys, you ready? Pillow fight. You're just a kid. It, this played in drive-ins a lot. Well, this no, this movie. I mean, it's it's a really well-known movie too. It's just like you know, there was going to be a sequel. They never shot. It was called We Outnumber You. It was announced, and they were working on a script. It's a great title. Yeah. Uh, you know, I went up actually to the theater. I said, uh, seven thousand <laughs> tickets, please, for We Will Outnumber You." <laughs> It only took 15 days to shoot this film. Really? Yeah, 15 Here days. we are, 50 years later. Yep. Well, that, that 15 days uh, is the reason why I'm here on planet Earth. So uh got to thank the production for that. Yep, absolutely. Quick, quick, Operation Get Arthur Laid is in effect. <laughs> the conception of Mike Beagleman in, this, in theaters. That's so Prize winner Art Spiegelman played Come, the coming quickly. The critics are the reviews are in. God damn, says Art Spiegelman. Arthur Spiegelman. Arthur Spiegelman. Charlotte Spiegelman plays the victim. No. Okay. You were conceived out of love? Yeah. The love Great. of uh well things got wild in the streets. Uh, the love of this movie. Yeah. Okay, so the... now he has won. He is now the senator. Oh, that's great. Congratulations. Maybe that I was conceived in the drive-in. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, that means my parents were de- had enough dexterity to, like, fuck in a car. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he sat on him, and every time he bonked, it would hit the horn. Bonk. Do you think... Do you think they was in a convertible or they had the uh, the top down? 
no, no, your parents would not do that, right? <laughs> to the world, no. Right, right. That's very, it's a, you know, I'm being conceived here. A little privacy. Now, Nixon defeated Humphrey in 68 while this was being filmed. Um, no, okay, wait, 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 wait. At the time of the filming, it was widely expected that Johnson would run for a, another full term in 68. You know, Lyndon Johnson said, that's enough. I'm done. Yeah. Hey, I did enough. I'm out. Yeah. Sorry. So this is like a real rally. Well, yeah. Welcome to LWAFLMOYTCon. <laughs> We're watching three movies back to back. Are you ready for some shorts? So now he's saying, okay, we got him elected. Yay, us. And he's saying, we're going to vote uh, Sally Leroy into office. And she'll become a United States Senate. Um, how, she'll be in the House of Representatives. And that'll be our first step as youths to. Now he's saying, you can't. You know who can't be your congressman? Me. I'm not old enough. You know who can't be your president? Me. If I'm, old, you know, so he wants all these ages lowered. So strange. I mean, it's if not so wow. People know what they're doing, and old people are stodgy and don't know what they're doing. They're ruining everything. Oh, that's like every generation now. Yeah. But I guess they were right. No. Oh, look, they're going to go, they're going to storm the Capitol? Yeah, that's right. Oh, boy. I just watched this on HBO Max. <laughs> I just saw this on the news. Four hours in the White House. You should check out that documentary. It's depressing as hell. You know, everyone's there with their cameras. And then they were able to piece together the material. So, you know, a cop will say, some guy hit me. And there'll be like a guy shooting it, you know, filming it while it's happening. Mm-hmm. Now, this is an obnoxious scene. Sally Leroy has won, and she's going to propose that. She says, like, the greatest thing about America is it's shown the world that being old sucks and being young is the shit. So we want to amend the Constitution. So House of Representatives, 14. Senator, 14. President, 14. <laughs> Put it on for a second. She's so right. stoned. Yeah. That's why we passed the Constitution. Damn it, Carl, you gave her the good shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's best known for Peyton Place, the movie. Um, oh, Peyton Place, the movie, right. That was one yeah. of those, one of the first, like, movies into TV shows. Book into movie into TV shows. Like, now, Peyton. after this film, she just quit Hollywood, and she would be... Uh, she went to ben Bennington College in Vermont, where she studied sure. poetry. She yeah, that sounds poet. right. She's probably like the poster child for Bennington, as seen in Wild in the Streets. That's cool. I think <laughs> that's pretty United cool. Colors. No, yeah, the United Colors of Bennington College. I actually, I think that's really cool. We, I knew some people from Montclair that went to Bennington, and she just. 
she just left Hollywood without explanation and just went to become a poet. Well, she went to college. Yes. And then she uh, she found her voice, but you know, not that her voice isn't being expressed. She's probably the only interesting person so far in this movie, even though she is fucking high as a kite, high as fuck. <laughs> now that might just be scripted. Yeah. No, she's acting maybe. Yeah. Interesting. And where did they get the scene? This is that they went to the White House. This is shot on the floor. Of the no, Senate. This is, this is the House of Representatives. She is now a Congresswoman. Yeah, but it's it's shot at like some uh, Marriott. Oh no, I was wrong. Look, that's uh, the White House. That's the Capitol building. Oh really? Yeah, I couldn't see it. There was this big thing in front of it. That was the Washington Monument. Look at that. Hey. That was uh, Mick, Mick Jones of The Clash we just saw. Yeah, a bunch of Mick Elvis Jones of The Clash. Elvis Costello. <laughs> Every cool guy with glasses, sunglasses. I'm being a stereotype reporter. Usually they really are. Like they, Look at I'm an affiliate in Washington. There's Senator Albright. I love you all. I love all children. Weird. Do you plan to have children, Mr. Uh, Senator Begley Sr.? <laughs> Please, we're old. Let us through. Old man reporting. He's he's like a youngster now. Let us through. Let us man. through. I Begley of you. <laughs> Please. That's awfully Begley of you. A men what? These signs, ticket signs. This is what I was hoping for, close-up shots like this. Oh, uh, their arm. Um, I was wrong to say there wouldn't be more. Carl, you, we recently posted a, a video we, from our old uh, public access television show from 1990 where we egged City Hall. Yeah. Yeah, Montclair Municipal Building. This is like, I think they they must have watched it and used it for this movie. Oh, they're shooting hippies on the... Yeah. So, hey, this is a little too too soon, Carl. We just had this actually happen. Well, now Max Frost is going to address the nation, you know. And... Sing a number. He is. Yeah. But he's going to get mad. They shot us down in the streets. This next song is called Three Shot in the, outside the Capitol. Oh, let's listen to him. This is good. I'm singing the last three pages of the script. <laughs> oh, I Here comes a preview. No, we have lots more to go. Oh, yeah. No, I, he's not president yet. President Max Frost. Oh, I even know his name now. <laughs> oh, he's crying. The three died. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Stop the seal. Oh, that's acting. This guy's kind of a creep then. In real life? Yeah. Well, I don't really know. We do have that rape report. That yeah. makes him a scumbag, if it's true. Right. 
And um, I don't know, he, he, he got married and he went on to have a nice life. Uh, he just quit acting and uh, he died from gallbladder cancer, like complications. He was like 79. Gotcha. Wild in the streets. Hey, kids, we promised you a movie with six new songs. <laughs> wow, six new songs. Do you know, know Wild in the Streets by Circle Jerks? How's it go by Circle Jerks? Wild in the streets, running, running. Wild in the streets, running, running. Wild in the streets, running, running. That's great. And then how's the chorus go? Um, Wild in the streets. Running, running. Wild in the streets. Running, running. Speaking of circle jerks, here we are at Congress again. <laughs> <laughs> now um, the senator is going to meet with um, his son who ran away from home. Oh, that's sweet. They, are they really in the White House, in the Capitol? They're in the Capitol. In real life, no. This is like some some college. Well, it's a set. Yeah. Why? Why? His, son, his son's gone hippie, right? Yeah, his son's gone hippie. Running, running. Wow. Running, running. Wild in the streets. Running, running. Oh, there you go. I hear it. <laughs> yeah. Running, 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 running. I think you get the point. Oh, is the song over already? <laughs> no, we got one more second left. Keep the songs tight and short. So basically, like, Hallbrook is like, come home, please. And he goes, no, man, that family seems pretty square. <laughs> He's the son's completely changed. And he I mean, goes, you could drive me to drink. And he goes, <clears throat> of course, you're from that alcoholic generation. So he's going to get all shit-faced and go home and terrorize his daughter. Just need a just quick, stiff drink. Head on the nerves. You're part of that alcoholic generation, Dad. We, we eat acid and sugar cube generation. Right, right. We're the acid and sugar cube. But uh, by the time we, as this film goes on, Holbrook will trip. Really? Yep. So is it a sugar cube again? Why am I obsessed no, with that? it was in the water. It was in the water. Oh, that's even worse. That's, <laughs> that, that's no fun. You shouldn't, uh, you should always be aware. Drink the water. You're square, Dad. Dad, give it up. I'm cool. I'm a boomer. Yeah, you're not cool, Dad. I think that was in a fish burgers, but you weren't a part of it. Oh, really? Was it a... Uh... Dad, I was like the dad driving in the car. <laughs> the kid was going, Dad, you're not cool. I was like, you're not cool, Dad. I have a mustache. There he is. Don't get home. He's part of the alcoholic generation. So look, he goes to his daughter's room and starts tearing down Max Frost. And it really, like, he, well, he's going into all their rooms, but it'll go right. into the daughters, too. 
and it'll terrorize her. That's a lot of posters. Oh, that was a, that was Uncle Scrooge. These are just like vintage hippie posters that they sell for like three hundred dollars at this point. Yeah, look, there's the Rolling. Oh, the Beatles. Oh, the Rolling Stones. I hate you, Daddy. Daddy, I love the Rolling Stones, and I hate you. Uh oh, what's she doing in the fountain? Acid. She's on acid, and uh, it's um, she's the House of Representatives lady. <laughs> Hardy, hardy. Rest representative. Of what, Joe Walsh's Let's Party Party? Let's Party Party. Look how uh, Richard Pryor is. I was looking at Hook. Does Hook go in the water? Or does it... I don't know. Will it rust? I yeah. don't know. How can he swim with it? Didn't make fun of Hook. I didn't make fun of him. He just can't make a cup. Carl, his name is Barry, okay? Not Hook. <laughs> he has a hook, but his name is uh, Barry. Is it Barry? Let me check. Uh, hook, uh, Hook, what's your first name? No, but, okay, he's called Hook in this uh, in this film. Let's see, Fuji, Ellie. I don't see his name. Look, he, he's one of the ones you research him, and it's like nothing there. It's nothing to talk about. He's oh like, no, I I believe you on that. I just think it's uh, the fact that his character's name is Hook is pretty is pretty weird. I think it's because uh maybe it's because of his hook. I think it's a good hook. Yeah. Okay, so they need everybody to vote yes on the age fourteen thing. Okay, you got it, Danny. With us, that's six votes. They're like, how can we do it? They're like, blackmail. We can't, we don't have time. They go through all of it. Then they decide, we'll put acid in the water. So wait, were they in Los Angeles again? They're still in D.C. Look, they really are. This is a federal crime. He becomes president by... by... <laughs> but the thing is, like, they should have just targeted the House of the 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 Congress, but right. they didn't. If they put it in the water, all of D.C. is going to trip. Right, but they didn't put it in the reservoir. They just threw it in the lake, the Potomac. Yeah, it's a movie. All the fish are tripping. The yep. what? Hey, hey I'm a groovy lobbyist. Tripping, Senator Fergus. Tripping. Here's my impression of um, tripping in uh, the White House. Now, hey, man. Tripping how member of Congress has a under, you know, 30 person with them as their guide. As a Sherpa in this crazy new world. The thing is, he's acting like acid is alcohol right now. You right. know what I mean? Or mushrooms. It's like not a sensory deprivation thing. It just makes you think. Yeah. And act. Oh, my name is Samuel Clemens. Oh, hello. I didn't see you come in. Reports of my death were greatly exaggerated. <laughs> They're all tripping. There's Senator Albright, Ed Bagley Sr. Wow. It's not acid. They're all like stoned. Ha, 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 ha. Well, no, then it's like acid because there's a lot of close-ups. Oh, he's freaking out. That's kind of acidy. 
Now they're going to do the vote, and they're everyone, yay! Yay! But the thing is, the person taking the vote is stoned. Okay, so here's the long-forgotten Shelly Winters. Now right. that uh, he's going to like run for president or something. Um, oh, wait. Now, I think this is a scene where Holbrook comes to him and looks, says, would you talk some sense into your boy? And she's saying, ever since the accident, she's been with an acid therapist. Oh, a little microdosing. Ahead of his time. And so you can see the father is in a wheelchair and he's smoking pot. So anyway, she won't help him tell his son to quit it. Yeah. Oh, hey, I have breaking news. Uh, my brother wants to get on the speaker. He has one thing to say. Okay. All right. Okay, I'm sorry. This, this is a live podcast, but we're going to bring him in. All right. All right. Let me, how does this phone work? Okay, here we go. Uh, the host of Proudly Presents. Resents. Resents. The cult movie podcast. Hey, Mike. Yeah, hey. Uh, am I on speaker? You are on speaker. I just wanted to let you guys know, did you hear about that uh, actress that got stabbed today? No. Reese, um, Reese. Oh, Reese, Reese. with the spoon? No, with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're on the podcast, by the way, Adam. I hung up after that. Oh, okay. That was a brief appearance from Adam Spiegelman, host of Proudly Resent. Yeah, the guy with some great interviews. And that blows our cover that it's not really January 2022. Why? What did he say? He said that there was a, a stabbing of an actor today. Reese? Reese, uh, Reese who? With their... With their spoon? No, with a knife. You with a knife. You know, I, I knew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I had to. I had to. I had to respond, right? I mean, I couldn't leave him hanging like that. It would be embarrassing. I guess. So now, um, they're plotting that he would run for president. Is he going to be a Democrat or a Republican? And they strategize, and he's going to be a Republican just because it fits opportunistically, and he's going to run for president. This is their big powwow. Wait, and where are they powwowing? In the fucking Capitol yeah. again? Yes, in the Capitol building. I'm telling you, I just watched that HBO uh, documentary on, on January the January 6th. Uh, uh-huh. And they're just chilling out. That's pretty cool. Have a Pepsi. With a with a fuck. <laughs> Coke. Did you ever see George C. Scott's sitcom called Mr. President? It was on Fox uh, back in the day. I guess no. And a very special Mr. President. So you thought it would be cool to smoke pot in the Lincoln bedroom. <laughs> Sunday, 8.30 after The Simpsons. All right, he's running for president already. They'd spare nothing on this budget. I want the biggest Eisenhower. Is that Eisenhower behind him? Eisenhower and Reagan. Yeah. That was the day of, you know, Eisenhower was out of office. He was the most recent Republican president. Who's that dude? Who, behind? Oh, I don't know. I don't Uh, know. Is he? Oh, it's William Shatner. I'm sure he's a son of a business. I'm sure he's a son of a bitch. Was he the vice president? 
I guess. Yeah, probably. Hubert Hubert Humph. Oh, he was a Democrat. Wow. Yeah. I guess I'm drawing a blank. I wasn't I born, but Eisenhower's yeah. vice president was. Was it Nixon? Yeah, maybe. Right. Was that makes Nixon sense. Vice president. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Wow, what a lousy tie. It's always with the red ties, these candidates. Cravat. It's a cravat. Oh, it is cravatative. Wait. <laughs> provocative cravat. I can't do it. It's provocative for Krakowitz. You cannot do it. I, cra I try, but I carve not do it. Cravat. Cravat. Oh, right, yeah. Boy, this guy likes dogs. Yeah, that's all bright. And he's going. Uh, he just can't. There's Dick Clark. Oh, Dick Clark. I'm producing this movie for the youth. Wow, he really looks young. In 68. Yeah, Dick Clark. Did he, you know, he had Dick Clark Productions. Well, I guess this is an AIP movie, so it's not, yeah. he's not producing this. And it's a perfect one because they hit the nail on the head. It was the Times, never trust anyone under 30, and they exploited it all the way to this. Right. And Dick Clark was 69, as he said in this in the movie. It took <laughs> place in 68, and he was 68. So now we're having more delusional, um, Shelly Winter stuff in which she's like thinking that if her president, her son becomes president, she will be uh, ambassador to England and the queen will accept her in, gosh, I forget the name of the Buckingham Palace room. Oh, uh, the Hoity Toity room. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's already passed. It was like the court oh. of Elysian or some crap. Boy, she she, she is deluded. Nutcrack. Now, does she help him at the end of this movie? He he has to have a downfall, right? He's not going to get shot in the head, and the movie's going to end. Nope. nope. Wow, look at this! They're all able to see Max Frost. Yay, president uh, for president. Dun, dun, oh, this is pretty cool. Gonna fly now. Dun, dun, right. Dun, Don't have time for plot development. Dun, dun, dun. Look how he's playing the drums. Yeah. His left hand's holding it like a chopstick. His right hand's holding it like a club. That's the old school style of drumming? Mm-hmm. And still jazz today. Yeah. Wow. You know all the great presidents, Ulysses S. Grant. Max Frost. Max Frost. Yeah, yeah, right. There you Max go. Frost. We stop at Johnson because that's where we are in history. Right. The 25th? No, 34th. Here he is, President. Uh, I think President it's Frost. <clears throat> I think it's 37. Hold on. Hey, he's got a rat tail, our president? Gross. Yeah, gross. Absolutely fucking disgusting. Oh, on, no on November 5, 1968, the Republican nominee Max Frost is elected president of the United States, defeating Democrat incumbent Lyndon B. Johnson. B. 
because they didn't know he wasn't going to run for another term when this was made. He's inaugurated as the 37th president, January 20, 1969. In reality, former Vice President Richard Nixon won the 68 election, defeating the Democrat incumbent Vice President Herbert Humphrey at the time of building. It was widely expected Johnson would run for a second full term. However, in March, he announced he wasn't going to do so. God, yeah. Now, also, like, I mean, 1968, there was the presidential, the Democratic uh Convention, right? Which was pretty crazy for what I understand. Yeah. That was, yeah. There were protests outside and it ended up in violence. Blood in the streets, the town of Chicago. Oh, if only they had that footage, they could pad out this movie more. Now, Holbrook will try to shoot the president. Sore loser. Yeah. 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 Oh no, he's giving his his uh Mr. Smith goes to Washington filibuster speech. Well, it's it's worse than that. What he's doing is he's saying they're going to implement internment camps, and everyone thirty five and older is going to go to the internment camp. Whoa! What a hard shirt. And take acid. And take acid. Yeah. Now watch. Holbrook's going to pull out a gun and go to shoot him. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to no acid hole, you know. Yeah. No one's going to hold this brook. <laughs> you can't hold brook. Can't hold brook. How'd you like a brook? Not even how. <laughs> you, can't have, you can't hold brook. Well, oh, excuse me. I didn't see you. I was too busy writing. Uh, Mark Twain. Well, I was too busy writing. Adventures of Tom Sawyer by Mark Twain. Look, he's going to pull out his gun. Mark, don't do it. Samuel, put the gun away. Don't do it, Mr. Clemmings. Opening so no one notices. He learned that from Dirty Harry. He's got the gun. Wait a minute. He brought a gun into the floor? Yep. Yay, a tournament Yay, camps for all. Camps. Holy shit. Whoa. Whoa, stop. That's Frank Grillo from... Uh... He goes, let him run. He won't get far. And guess what? He'll never pay for that crime. Nowhere in the rest of this film is he going to get, you know, arrested to try to kill the president. Hey, if, if uh, Max Frost isn't getting arrested for this pinstripe suit, then no one will. Well, in the day, that's fashionable. I guess so. Look at that rain cap she's wearing. I know, a little pokey dotties. That was fashionable. Ridiculous. Well, the other the other guys are just squares. Yeah, and they're yeah. really annoyed by this little creep. Off to the LSD camp. I don't think he's saying it now. Oh really? Oh, I gotta we gotta raise the volume on this. Do I draft me? We'll draft beer. <laughs> draft beer. Oh, I'm trying to think of the guy who came up with acid and then took a bicycle ride. Do you hear that story? Yeah. He, and then he was going. He would not be cool with these camps. <laughs> He'd be like, "You guys got the wrong idea on how to take acid." D-lysergic acid diethylamide tartrate 25. 
that was the batch that he made. And Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Holy Patrick, Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on MutinyRadio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic. In the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene, this all-ages open mic invites Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing two to five dollars at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio studio and gallery performance space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you, namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Come watch your favorite John Hughes 80s films through a whole new lens. Hello. We'll have the subtitles on and the volume low while a panel of feminists critique these beloved movies that shaped a generation with sexist, classist, homophobic, racist plots and characters, and settings along with a healthy dose of damage property. Hosted by staunch feminist Pam Benjamin at Mutiny Radio, join us 215 for 16 Candles with Warren Kraut and Emma Brennan. 3-1, The Breakfast Club with Spencer Devine and Dominic Delgadillo. 3-15, Pretty in Pink with Nina G and Allison Reynolds. And 3-28, Some Kind of Wonderful with Mel Michelle. Hey, it's really exciting. We're going to be here, 278 121st Street, screening John Hughes Films with you. 6 o'clock every other Wednesday, Mutiny Radio. Kids, it's your pal, Spider-Man. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. 
But I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the Rhino. I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate two to five dollars on, hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses, the print's too small. Hold on. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown in on. I'll, it's nap time. The year is 2023. Oh, I wish that laughter had value and the unexpected laugh was priceless. Worry not. True entertainment has brought us a savior in whosthatlive.com. Oh, finally, an escape from the apocalyptic nightmare I live in. You can go to whosthatlive.com and buy comedy tickets. And you're in the raffle, I guess. True, 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 true productions. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please, reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live at 2781 21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog-friendly. Dog fri- we are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog-friendly. A dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. <laughs> 2781 21st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here in Dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress through and press for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed fest right here at the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need and ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we gonna do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That That's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with 
tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. Every Saturday, or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine, and even in the whistle, but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the razors. Reservations on Eventbrite. Talk in public schools. In a tri-level, dual world of stand-up comedy, laughter has value, and the unexpected laugh is priceless. Whoisthatlive.com. Comedy local shows on sale now. Everyone that purchases a ticket will automatically be entered into a true drawing. Who wants to focus on the genre of stand-up comedy and those that... Who's that? Go to whoisthatlive.com for upcoming shows. Join us on a journey into the absurd.